This happened a few years ago. I'm in my mid-40s now, but this happened in my late 30s. I'm a long-haul truck driver. I've had my commercial license for about two years when this happened. Now, I've heard many stories from other truck drivers on scary, sketchy situations, and the warning that I've always heard is don't ever park on exits at night and always lock your doors. Well, about two years into my driving, I truly fell in love with seeing all parts of the United States. My main route was always from the West Coast to the East Coast. One time, I had a really long day at delivery, and I had to make it to a rural state in the Midwest for a pickup to take to California. I've never been very fond of weapons such as guns and huge knives, but the one thing that I did have with me was my two-year-old Belgian Malinois. His name was Chaz. He was a crazy dog, but let me tell you, being with me since he was eight weeks old, he sort of became my protector. I named him Chaz because it fits his character, and if you know anything about these dogs, they require a lot of exercise. On this particular trip, I had a long day of driving, and I was getting exhausted. Now, before this, I've always parked at truck stops, where usually lights and security roam around to make sure that no sketchy people try anything. Unfortunately, on this day, as it started to get dark, and it was almost truly midnight, I couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. The next truck stop was about 50 miles away, and I just couldn't drive anymore. So I decided to take the next exit I saw, and pull off the shoulder as far away from the road as to not block anyone else by any chance. I put my truck in park, and since it was pretty cool outside, I decided to turn off my truck. I figured it was late, and since not a lot of traffic, no one was going to bother me or me block them by any chance. I decided to lower the driver window just a bit to let the cool air in, then lock the truck and get into bed. Jazz was always by my feet in bed or on the floor. Since I could barely keep my eyes open, I literally just crashed into my bed. Well, not even 10 minutes into me falling asleep, I heard Jazz jump on the driver's seat and he started barking. At first, being exhausted, I just kept telling him to be quiet and to come lay down. But if you know anything about these protective dogs, they can sense something wrong very quickly. I tried to ignore him being so tired, but Jazz wouldn't let up. His barking got louder, and then he started growling. I knew then that I had to get up. As I then got up to see what he was barking at and growling at, I saw two large shadows on my driver's side. At first, I just thought maybe some wild animals, since it was mostly rural and flat lands. However, as I then got closer to my driver's window, through my rear mirror outside, I saw a car parked right behind me. If you know anything about big rig truck mirrors, they're huge, and you can see very clearly. I adjusted my eyes more closely because I thought I was seeing things. But Jazz was going full-blown barking, growling, and jumping from seat to seat. I jumped in my driver's seat and started the truck. And as I turned on my headlights, two men stood in front of my truck. As Jazz saw them, he jumped into my dashboard going crazy. I honked my horn and lowered my window, and I then yelled at them if they don't leave, I'm releasing my dog. They didn't move. 
Then I put my truck into gear and started moving forward, and that's when they both ran to my passenger side. I didn't wait to see, speak, or anything. I drove back into the freeway as fast as I could, and as I was looking in my rear mirrors, I saw two more people who were standing in the back of my trailer. Now, let me remind you that my trailer was empty then, so it's not like they had anything to steal. As my heart kept pounding, I hauled ass at 70 miles per hour to get to the truck stop that was 50 miles out. I literally didn't stop until I got there. I pulled into the gas pump area and got out to inspect my truck and trailer. Thankfully, nothing was broken or cut, but as I came back around, I saw that my diesel pump caps were both off. I have two diesel pumps, one on each side. I put the caps back on and double-checked everything. As a truck driver, the common issue is stealing the diesel while you sleep, then cutting the airlines and stealing merchandise. As I got back into my truck and looked for parking, I started to calm down a bit. Jazz by then calmed down too. My heart finally stopped pounding. I didn't turn off my truck that whole night, and I remember that I had a really hard time falling asleep, but I did eventually and continued on my road. And as for many wondering if I called the police, no, because I didn't see a license plate or what kind of car, and by then I'm sure those four people scattered from there very quickly. I'll always be grateful to my Belgian Malinois, who sadly passed away last year. Jazzy Boy really kept me safe all the time. From then on, I learned to appreciate the protection of my dogs a lot more. It's been a while since my scary incident. I've also heard many others that are way worse. Still to this day, I drive, and now I own my own truck and trailer. But instead of one dog, now I have two German Shepherds with me. Be safe out there. As for alone female drivers, a weapon is good to have, but nothing beats having a protective dog inside that truck with you. I was always rather sheltered growing up. I know that my parents wanted me to stay on the straight and narrow, so they maybe went overboard. But through basketball and other sports, I was actually able to have somewhat of a life. Fast forward to now, and I'm 35. I never thought I was going to make it past 34 after this event. One of the most traumatic experiences for me to understand that life can end in the blink of an eye. On an absolutely beautiful night, me and the girl that I was talking to who we're gonna call her CK decided that we wanted to embark on a lovely evening night out with each other, so we went to a hookah lounge. It was supposed to be one of her friends with us, but her friend had backed out at the last minute, which is great because, you know, alone time. So we went to the hookah lounge and had a really great time. We sat down, and I wanted to say that it took about an hour and a half before we got our drinks. However, we were really enjoying the vibe of each other, and we didn't even really notice the drinks that hadn't come. So to go ahead and get down to the night's event, everything was going wonderful, and the DJ was making a great selection of music, catering to both men and the women. I really had good vibes going, and I felt like the day was going amazing. She was also having an amazing time. Then it happened. In the background, all we hear is a man that then said, 
Get the fuck away from me! Come outside and I'm gonna fucking pop you! Fuck around and I'll pop you! As this is going on, the first thing in my mind is telling me to leave this establishment. But CK was looking so beautiful, and I really wanted to soak up all this time that we had, because we don't spend much time together. So I actually decided against leaving, and I stayed. Why oh why did I do that? I don't even know myself. Well, within about the next 15 minutes later, our drinks are there. Great. We're now vibing, and we're just staying there chilling. When we then hear loud pops. Yep. You guessed it. Gunshots. Not just any gunshots, though. We actually heard machine gunshots going off outside of the lounge. While inside the club, I grabbed CK and hid under the table. Everyone was under a table in the lounge by the minute they heard the gunshots. As you can all imagine, I wanted to get the fuck out of this place. 20 minutes had passed by. I thought we may just want to make a break for it. However, the security officer was making sure that everybody stayed inside. But, you know, forget that, and we went outside. Both me and CK went to my car, and we began to drive off. But, as we were driving off, everybody around us is telling us to stop. So, I rolled down my window, then looked down. One of the bullets had actually went through my fuel pump, so another spark would have caused my entire car to explode right there. The main priority was getting away from the stray bullets, however. Let's just get out of here and worry about that last part later. So we then drove to the first open parking lot. It was a local McDonald's that was right next to the hookah lounge site. Come to find out, one of the individuals, a young lady, died that night in the gunfire. It wasn't intentional, but it was a stray bullet. My deepest condolences go out to that family of that young woman who lost her life and for the idiot who wanted to shoot at a public area where someone's mother, father, sister, and brothers are. I'm really glad you were caught. Unfortunately, though, that brilliant young woman doesn't get to get her life back. I don't think I'll be going back to hookah lounges for a long time. So, this happened around last year on Valentine's Day. It was a pretty low-key day for my family. For some context to make more sense of the story, my town is a very small town, like less than about 3,000 people. So you can imagine that the community is tight-knit and it's an everyone-knows-everyone type of deal. Everyone will stay anonymous because what happened is big news and you could easily find it if I told you. Okay, so enough background info. On this Valentine's Day, my mom had to work at the local gas station which is in the middle of town. Valentine's Day was on a weekend as well, I believe. I think it was a Friday. I gave my mom her Valentine's Day present in the morning. It wasn't anything special, just some chocolates. She went to work afterwards, and the day just went on like normal, until she got home. It was late at night, I want to say around 9 or 10 p.m. My mom usually works late at night at the store, so it wasn't that odd. Well, we all got ready for bed and said our goodnights to mom, when all of a sudden, my mom saw something that scared her. She ran downstairs and seemed to be in a frenzy. My mom isn't usually like this, so we got worried. 
Then she said something that made my blood run cold. The store's on fire. Now, my mom wasn't even home for an hour after she got out of the store, but she ran out, got in her car, and drove down there, then alerting the firefighters. Then my mom's boyfriend went down afterwards not long after her. My boyfriend and I were in complete and utter shock. After that, it was just a total fiasco. Basically, everyone standing out on their porches and looking out on the fire while the firefighters were taking out the fire. After this, mom of course lost her job and she was completely shaken up by this. She was crying. I felt so bad for her. There were also some assholes who even blamed her for the fire after it happened. Luckily though, there were few and far between. The firefighters concluded what had started the fire was a faulty electrical wire in the bathroom. This fire could have been prevented by getting a surge protector. My mom was on the side of the store owner for some reason and I didn't really understand it. All I think about is the what-ifs. The what if she had stayed there just a little longer? What if the fire had took her with it? Could she have been hurt or worse? My mom staying later wouldn't have been suspected by us since she stayed late around 11 to 12 a.m., and the fact that this fire was totally preventable really made me pissed off at the owner. She didn't pay for any of the damages that mom and other employees have had since they weren't employed anymore. My mom is doing much better now, and she's employed somewhere else. But I still remember the terrified and utter panicked look that she had on her face when she realized that the store was on fire. It's something that I'll never forget. The story took place on the way to an ATM at about 11 p.m. in East LA. I'm a 22-year-old female, and I was living with a family member. Their name was M, and it was after my ex and I broke up just a couple of months prior. I was totally broke, 12K in debt, and in the negatives with my bank. I was still talking to him, really hoping that he'd grow some balls and start using his money towards paying it off. He had maxed out all of my credit cards and drained my bank account while living with them, so when I said I was broke, I mean dirt broke. One of the conditions of my relationship I had to continue to potentially get that money back was sharing my 24-7 location, as well as picking up his calls immediately and having random screen-recorded calls to check my messages call history, as well as my browser activity just to make sure I wasn't seeing anybody new. Least to say... I was fairly depressed. One night we had an argument over the phone. I saw a $300 charge to my credit card for a strip club, drinks, and more. He actually had the audacity to accuse me of hooking up because my location history was different between Google Maps and Apple. So to blow off steam, I left my phone at home. I told him I would be out for about an hour or two. I then packed my knife and started walking. I had actually scrapped up a couple of hundred dollars that day, just enough to get out of the negatives. So I made the 20 minute walk to the ATM that was nearby. However, for a perspective of where I was living, I had to step over or walk around homeless folks from my house to the ATM. A little nerve wracking since most of the streetlights were out, but they were usually harmless and just passed out. However, this had changed once I got to the crosswalk in front of the ATM. There was one homeless dude completely cracked out standing in my way. I actually made eye contact, 
And when I moved left, he moved left. And when I moved right, he moved right. Not once breaking eye contact. His eyes looked so manic and a fucking smile crept out of one of the corners of his mouth. When I backtracked, he took a few steps forward. My heart fell into the pit of my stomach. So, knowing I had a 20-minute walk back with nobody around to see this, I decided the best chance of getting out of this was to hold my ground. I clutched my knife visibly and gave him the death stare, not breaking eye contact all the way towards the ATM, treading very slowly to avoid sudden movements, ready to stab if necessary. When I reached his side of the crosswalk, we were standing about four feet apart from each other, not breaking eye contact and not moving. He took a couple of steps towards me twice, and I revealed the handle of my knife both times, which had then caused him to go back and forth, like he was actually debating if he actually wanted to lunge. Realistically, this only continued for about 30 seconds, but it felt like we were the only two people on that block, and time had stopped or something. To my surprise, a small group of teenagers came out of the liquor store next door, and they walked right past us and crossed the crosswalk, which had distracted the guy enough to forget all about my existence. He started following them, though, and he stood in the crosswalk for a solid minute looking up at the sky, then suddenly sprinted down the hill to the left. After another five minutes had passed, he was nowhere to be seen. So I did what I came to do, deposited the cash, which in and of itself made me feel safer. I then went to the liquor store for a breather and a cool bev, and I then made the trek back to my house no problem. I hadn't been out later than I said, so I chose to keep to myself. I showered, went to bed, and started tomorrow like yesterday never even happened. I saw that crackhead once or twice more while living there, but I never made the mistake of making eye contact again. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, to always...